Welcome to the Business Intuition Podcast, the place where you can learn to trust your intuition to make business decisions without having to meditate for hours, wear crystals, or give up on coffee or wine. You don't have to leave your IQ at the door. Embrace intuitive intelligence to create a business that lights you up and finally experience the success that you deserve. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Intuition, Intuition Revolution in Business. And this week we are going to talk about Tarot for Business. Now Tarot for Business may seem like an oxymoron because Tarot is irrational, has been considered for many, um, well hundreds of years as um, a tool for witches. <laughs> Uh, psychics, um, palm readers, gypsies, etc., and business, of course, is much more mainstream, is strategic, and very pragmatic and practical. But this is what I want to say. Richard Branson, Oprah Winfrey, and Steve Jobs all have the same thing in common. What they have in common is that They credit their intuition for their success. However, none of them actually say, how do you access your intuition? And if you've listened to this podcast for long enough, you know I talk a lot about intuition. I've talked about the different shades of intuition, etc., etc. But at the end of the day, it can still be difficult to access your intuition without a tool. Now, there's the long way to access your intuition, and it's through practice, through observation, through honing your skills. And that's something that I teach my VIPs and I'm really, really excited about. Um, And then there's a short way. Tarot gives you instant access to your intuition. Now, how does tarot work? Well, I consider tarot to be like flashcards for your intuition. And one of the reasons is intuition speaks with images, right? Not with words. And if there's words, it's usually one or two words. It's very short, very to the point. Um, Whereas your intellect, your mind likes long sentences, fancy words. Uh, You know, the mind can write entire books. Uh, Intuition doesn't work like that. And let me give you an example of how my tarot deck completely nailed my intuition recently on something that I'd been wavering about for literally years. So in March 2019, I had a car accident and it became apparent very quickly that I had a double whiplash both on my neck and on my lower back. Now, one thing led to another and I had an x-ray about my neck that revealed uh, something that was wrong in it, which led to me getting an MRI. I had some problems with my hands, uh, especially my, um, my th- the three fingers, um, thumb, index, and middle finger. Um, I wouldn't feel them most of the time, especially in the morning when I woke up. Uh, on both hands, it was very disruptive. And so 
one thing led to another. I was referred to um, a surgeon uh, who said I needed to have a neck surgery to fuse um, two of my vertebrae where there had been some damage um, because of the accident, right? Now, there was the pandemic that kicked in shortly after. There was lots of delays, not just for the appointments, but also for the MRIs, uh, the nerve conduction study, blah, blah, blah. And it's literally on the 7th of June uh, of this year that I had um, sort of the final uh, appointment with my surgeon. And the surgeon decided to cancel the surgery. Now, I had been feeling better over the past few months. Um, but for, so since 2019, I had been wondering, can I heal myself from this problem in my neck? Or do I need surgery? Because I know as a healer that we, um, that everything that happens in our bodies is created first in the energetic field through a block in the energy. Um, that can happen because of uh, a physical shock or a mental um, block or um, trauma, etc., etc. But then there comes a point where this problem that you've created in the energetic um, field, so to speak, has had such an impact on the physical level that surgery is the only way to put things right. And that's why, I don't know if you've ever heard this, but even though um, the Tibetan people have an amazing system of health um, that um, combines, they know the link between the mind and the body, but they also know that for certain things, when you get to a certain point, then Western medicine is the best way forward. So they use the best of both systems. But no matter how much I asked my intuition, can I heal my neck on my own? Uh, because basically what surfaced from the whole thing is that apparently my, I have very um, poor quality bones in my neck and um, it's, they're basically crumbling. That's what they've been telling me. And so I had this bizarre thought when I left the doctor's, the surgeon's office, what if I could strengthen my bones with Reiki energy, and I'm going to call it Reiki, even though um, for me it's just pure universal energy. Reiki is just a modality that I learned. Um, for me, healing goes beyond all that. It's a much bigger, um, broader term. It so happens that um, the Reiki system um, is a very simple system that I espoused, and that kind of fits with a lot of my philosophy. So. Um, and I know that it's, uh, again, it's a bit of a shortcut in the healing field because you don't have to think about what to do with the energy. It has its own intelligence and it's pure positive energy. Nothing comes from the actual healer who does the Reiki. It's just coming straight from source. Anyway, I was wondering, you know, why, why was my intuition so silent? I kept on having doubts about the fact that I could, um, that I could heal myself, uh, and yet, um, just as I walked away from, from the surgeon's office, I had a vision. I was shown an image of me showering my neck with golden light and it actually healing my bones. Now, that's a bit of a, you know, far out vision. And I'm still a very logical person 
um, more scientifically scientifically orientated than um, intuition orientated. So I nearly dismissed it. Okay, and and what's strange as well is I nearly dismissed it, even though I had a pretty miraculous healing happen to me shortly after I trained in Reiki uh, around my thyroid. So back in France before I moved to the UK, I was literally suffocating in the environment that I was in, uh, especially in my marriage, uh, to the point where I developed a nodule on my thyroid. Now, thankfully, it wasn't cancerous, but it was literally almost um, suffocated me, and I had to have emergency surgery to remove that nodule. Um, and so I was left with only half a thyroid. Uh, you probably don't know how the thyroid works, but it's one of these organs where you can't just take the nodule away. You have to literally uh, take the whole portion away because of the structure of the, um, the tissue of the, of the thyroid. So I had to live with half a thyroid and I had to take th thyroxine supplements. And after I moved to the UK, a couple of years after I moved, um, I was literally sitting in my jacuzzi relaxing when I felt this shaft of energy um, hit me in the nicest possible way. <laughs> it wasn't like, you know, the lightning rod that hurts or anything. And then I knew that I didn't need to take my thyroxine supplements anymore. And it's kind of funny because back then I still didn't trust my intuition. So I went to a couple of clairvoyants who didn't want to answer my question about the thyroid thyroid because clairvoyants are usually quite reluctant to talk about medical issues because of legal reasons because they can be um, sued for um, the illegal practice of medicine but that was that was very clear it happened and so but for, for this particular reason in my neck funny I'm just making the link that it's my neck again um, with with the accident and, and the bones and everything um, I, I still didn't trust myself um, that I could have this power to heal myself. I don't know why, I still had some sort of resistance. But the next day, I was on a coaching call for myself. And for some reason, I grabbed a deck of tarot cards that I had never used in my entire life. Like, I've had this deck for probably 20 years, no, a bit less, 15 years. And it's been just gathering dust on um, a shelf. And because I've been decluttering my house, I found this deck and I thought, okay, what a wonderful gift I could give to someone from this deck um, because it's not being used in my house. It's a pretty deck. I'm going to donate it or I'm going to make it, you know, gift it as a prize in one, a competition in my business. Well, anyway, I grabbed it and I opened it and I took the deck out of the box and started shuffling and I pulled the card without thinking too much. And I pulled the card of the tower now, that was absolutely phenomenal because I've seen the card of the tower in several different decks depicted in different ways. But in that particular deck that I hadn't touched in 15 years, the tower is represented by the face and the neck of a person made out of bricks. And there's like these little fires that have um, started um, all over the face and the neck. And if that wasn't a visual of what I had seen when I left the um, surgeon's office, I don't know what is. It was so strong that I was like, this card is literally confirming the vision I had yesterday about me healing my neck and strengthening my bones and repairing my bones, which is something that medicine doesn't consider 
possible. And of course, my logical mind, you know, I'm the daughter of a doctor and a nurse. So I'm still conditioned to know, to think about what is possible in terms of health and what isn't. But this card absolutely confirmed it. And that's what I want you to understand about the, the tarot. Tarot is here to confirm something you probably already know, but that you've just pushed aside or dismissed because either it's too outrageous or it's something you don't understand or it's a message you've received already from your intuition, but you don't understand, but you don't know what to make of it. Okay. If I had not pulled this card, I would still be doubting myself. And as you can see, it was three years of doubt, which is um, pretty long considering what I've been going through with my neck. So, you know, it was too outrageous for me to think that I could heal my bones with golden light. I mean, come on. But that card literally nailed the message. Now, what I want to say, and I want to insist on you on this, is that we ignore our intuition all the time because we think it's our imagination, because we think we make it up. Um, and tarot is actually tangible. A tarot card will give you a message that's tangible and it will help you to trust your intuition more. And I'm talking about tarot for mainstream entrepreneurs here. I'm not talking tarot about for tarot readers. Okay. Now the one thing that people usually believe, and that's because the tarot is a very complex system of imagery, symbols, etc., is that it's going to take years for you to study the tarot before you can do anything with it. And yes, I agree, the tarot is very complex. You know, it's like the English language. There's lots of subtleties. There's all sorts of levels that you can play with. But you only need a few basics to get started. And the English language is the same. I have found that it's kind of easy to get to a level where you can communicate but to be able to really master the English language takes a long time. And I would say it's a bit the same. So it's a mastery. Um, I, of course, I'm talking about the tarot here for your business, for your intuition, because I'm launching a, a course called Tarot for Business. And this is a course I've run once as a beta in December 2020. So I have already taken a few people through the course that have absolutely loved it. But I was, um, I was pushed to launch it again. And this is going to become my signature program because I believe that, um, especially with the recession coming up, um, anything that can help us entrepreneurs avoid costly mistakes in our businesses um, is going to be incredible value. And Tarot will help you to make wise business decisions. You can literally in an instant decide whether it's um, the right thing to do to invest in a course or not. Now, you might have the strong intuition and trust your intuition around these investments, but if you don't, and if you're still double, um, you know, second-guessing yourself, then the tarot will help you to gain clarity over that. So yeah, you might wonder how tarot cards work. How does it work? Well, as I said earlier, your intuition speaks in images and in single words. It's not going to write, um, you know, a, a memo to you, a two-page memo about a, a topic. It's going to give you little snippets of things. And um, tarot, as I said, are like flashcards for your intuition. So 
I, um, I can give you in only, um, so it's a six week course and I'll go into the detail in a few minutes, but uh, in six weeks, I can give you the basics without you knowing what each card means in order for you to, to use them um, for your purpose. Now, I want to talk a little bit now about who am I to talk about the tarot, okay? Because you probably know my background is in mergers and acquisition in business, I'm a lawyer. Uh, so how did I how did I even get to to study or use the tarot myself? Now I need to start with my grandmother's story first. My grandmother was an orphan, uh, orphan by um, during the, the the war, the First World War. Her dad was killed in the war. Her mum couldn't um, look after her and her little brother, so she put them in an orphanage. That was apparently the um, <laughs> daycare. Uh, back then uh, because she had to work and look after herself and she couldn't do both. Uh, and what happened is apparently my grandmother was spotted by a psychic as having the gift. And I've since then been told that um, she came from a lineage of, of psychic mediums, which I had absolutely no clue. Um, so she was given a deck of tarot um, and um, started playing with the tarot, but uh, she, she never charged for it. But then she decided to shut everything down because she saw someone's death and she didn't want to have anything to do with it. It really scared her. That's the background. I knew about the story. I, I had never been able to ask her any question. And if I did, she would always refuse to talk to me about it. But it, I suppose this was the seed of curiosity of what the town could do. And what happened is... Um, it was a psychic medium that helped me to decide to move from Paris to London in 2001. It was a big life-changing decision. And I, I was kind of concerned to make that decision for so many reasons. First is because I left my husband behind. I had two small children under six at the time. I was losing my whole support system by moving to London. This was really, I had to make sure this was the right decision because it had so many consequences that I couldn't just undo like that. And like, oh, I changed my mind, this is wrong, I don't wanna go anymore. That's not how it worked. So I built this trust with this woman long before I had to make this decision to move because she was recommended to me by a very good friend and um, I trusted her judgment. So after I moved to the UK, um, especially after I moved to Bristol, because I did it in two stages. I first moved to London, and then after a year, I moved from London to Bristol. I decided to go to a psychic reader, um, just be, you know, to have some sort of comfort and see where I was and where I was going. I was starting to have a little bit of doubt about the law, but I didn't know what to do. And they basically told me I should be doing what they were doing. Um, and it happened with several readers before I actually accepted the message because for me, it was very challenging. So I ended up going to do a two-day intensive um, tarot workshop. And because I came alone and everybody had come with a friend, inevitably, and this is what's going to happen in the Tarot for Business course, um, you get paired up with someone else to practice. And I had no one to be paired with. So the teacher said, do a reading for me, which was terrifying. Um, 
but she said I was really, really good, and she encouraged me to, you know, to to do that professionally. So um, I still remember the first mind, body, spirit fair I did. I had my baby boy, my third boy, in a sling. He was still very tiny, and the only person that came for a reading that day with me was actually another psychic medium. And again, she said I was really talented and I was really good at what I did. I didn't believe a word she said, but. You know, um, I suppose I was being polite by listening to her. So I thought about it over the summer because I remember it was sometime in May. Um, and I decided to try and get into my local Mind Body Spirit Fair. And by then, I had a few uh, medium friends. Uh, I made a whole new set of friends when I branched out of, of the corporate world and the legal world. They were all a bit woo-woo, and especially I had a very good friend who used the tarot all the time. We'd get together and do readings for each other over a cup of tea. It was just like our get-together. And um, so I decided to try and get into the most popular mind-body-spirit fair, and it, all my friends said, no, no, you can't get into that fair. It's really hard to get in. The woman's a dragon, daddy, daddy, down. But I wouldn't say, I wouldn't take no for an answer. And so, but it was an impulse I got on a Friday night. I still remember it was five to five. These are, you know, um, circumstances you can't forget. And I get this impulse to call the woman who organizes the fair. And um, she was on the phone to someone who had a table at her fair who literally had to cancel for a family crisis five minutes before I called. She had literally hang up the phone and she had a, a missing table to someone who was, who was gonna do a table who wasn't coming. So she said, you want to come? And that's how I got into the fair. And then I was a regular for 10 years in that fair. So already that's quite an extraordinary way for me to get into this fair that was supposed to be really hard to get into. And then I had also an experience with someone because I still figured at that, I have such a massive imposter syndrome around being a tarot reader and a psychic. It's just unbelievable. Still to date, I still have that imposter syndrome. I still think I wing it. And it's actually the stories of people who've come to me and who've constantly given me the feedback about what um, the, the reading that I've done for them. There's only one woman, actually, who uh, I just couldn't read for her. Um, she, she, I'm going to share the story because it's a funny one. She was, um, she was, um, sorry, I'm just going to switch my phone off because I don't want it to ring in the middle of, of what we're doing. Um, she actually had decided that she was going to, um, how do you say, um, not revealed. She was going to um, expose all the frauds in the fair. So she went from table to table to all the psychics with the intent to prove them wrong. Okay, And then she just lands in front of me. And I could see that she came about by sitting in front of me in, in kind of a, bullish way you know she, she her energy was all over the place and i was like oh dear and i was already of course i was i was not confident about myself at all and no matter what i did with the cards i couldn't get anything from them so i just said to her because at the time i didn't I, I said to people only pay me if you're happy with the with the reading so i said to her i'm sorry i don't get anything about you i can't read you um so uh, i don't want your money so she looked at me and she said, well, at least you're honest, <laughs> unlike other people. So in a way, I sort of passed her test. But I now understand why I couldn't read anything about her. It's because she was closed down. She was here 
guarded to test people. And I know some people work very well with that sort of energy. I don't. I just don't have nothing to do with them. Um, I think it was the following year where there was a man who came with his son. And I did a reading for him. And as, as usual, at the end of the reading, I said to him, you know, if you're not happy, if you're happy with the reading, pay me. But if you're not, I don't want bad money. So you don't have to pay me. And he paid me. So I thought he was happy. Two years later, he comes back. And because he had his son with him, I recognized them as a pair. And I didn't do very um, readings for men very often. So it was also easy to remember him. And the first thing he said when he sat down, he's like, I owe you an apology. And I was like, I really didn't understand why. He had paid me, you know, he seemed happy when he left. And he said, well, when I left uh, your table two years ago, I thought what you said to me was just a pile of rubbish. Um, so I don't know why he paid me, but he did. Uh, maybe for my time or out of, I don't know, kindness. Uh, but he said, everything that you said happened to me and it was just amazing. Um, I'm here to ask you to forgive me and also uh, my wife has sent me for some healing. So if you will have me back, uh, here I am. And of course I forgave him. I didn't think there was anything to forgive us I actually. Um, in, in a way, I had felt the same about tarot readers at some point. So how could I blame him for having these feelings? We, you know, it's, it's something that doesn't make sense to most people. I also, I didn't just do the, the weekend intensive. Because I'm a scholar and I like to research things, I signed up for the Tarot School of New York, which is one of the most comprehensive schools of tarot that you can sign up for. I actually found them through the books that they wrote that I really, really loved. And um, so I have been a tarot reader and a tarot teacher for 15 years. Now, I'm not saying that I taught the tarot for 15 years but I've definitely done readings for more than 15 years. And I've had repeat clients that have come over and over and over again. But what is probably the most important aspects of me as a tarot teacher is that I have a knack at making complicated topics simple. I do not complicate things for the sake of it. I do not like jargon. I like to make things really simple and easy. And... In a way, I just had this image when I was writing the notes for this uh, episode. I believe that tarot decks are like pianos. And uh, this happened to me because I, I recently took on to play the piano. And I uh, worked with a teacher remotely who actually, to help people get started with the piano, he shows people how many free pianos are available um, online. Because... So many people have pianos that they don't use. And I think it's the same with tarot decks. There's lots of people who have tarot decks, but who never use them because they feel that their tarot deck is too, um, and they say, um, too complicated, too difficult. They feel that there's an obstacle between them and their tarot deck. So if that is you, this course is definitely going to be for you. It's going to give you enough confidence for you to use your tarot deck um, because most people that I know that have a tarot deck usually use Oracle decks as a default. And I used to do that myself. The fear is that it's too complicated and, and too intimidating was the word that I was looking for. But it's not true. 
you know, there's only a few simple rules with tarot. Now, first, I need to tell you how to distinguish a tarot deck from an oracle deck because there's a lot of confusion between the two. And this comes to the anatomy of a tarot deck. Tarot decks always have 78 cards. They always have 22 major arcanas and always 56 minor arcanas. The major arcanas are numbered from 0 to 21, starting with the Fool and finishing with the World. Now, sometimes people put different, uh, slightly different words on, on these cards, um, but that's the gist of it. And then the 56 minor arcanas, there's usually four suits. Now, the traditional suits are the pentacles, wands, cups, and swords. Now, I've seen decks where they call the cups cauldrons and when they call the wands um, staffs, etc., etc. But that's, that's the basics. And each suit has 10 numeric cards and four court cards. The four court cards are the, let's say, the persons, the characters. Uh, and there's always a page, a knight, a queen, and a king. And there's how they um, speak to each other is really, really interesting. But I'm not going to go into the detail of it in this episode because um, this is not the course. I'm not teaching you about the tower here. And that's it. That's all you need to know about the structure of the tower. The difference between the tarot and oracle decks, in my opinion, is always about the number of cards. Oracle decks will not usually have 78 cards. They're much more simple, but they're also surface level. So although they are helpful, they are not going to go into the depth of what a tarot deck can do. Because the tarot, and this is also what puts people off, talks about both um, positive aspects and shadow aspects. And that's why there's some cards that can feel more triggering, like um, judgment or uh, the devil or death. Death is a really a card that triggers everyone. But yet the tarot helps you to get dig deep. So it is actually a great tool. Tarot is also mistaken for being a divination tool, but actually it is an amazing tool for mindset work. And if you've been in business long enough, especially if you've been in the online entrepreneur world, you will know that mindset is 50% of your success. Okay? 50% is strategy, 50% is, is mindset. Um, tarot will, will reveal to you, like nothing else, uh, your fears and your limitations. Um, but I will say one thing, do not mess with your tarot deck, okay? Because tarot taps into big energies. It's like an Uji board. You need to have a certain number of protections or precautions into place. You have to have a clear intention. You should, must never use your tarot deck when you're under the influence of alcohol or any of recreational drugs. You need to have a certain level of protection. And you also need to be aware of the energy that's in the deck itself. I've had to throw away one of my decks because the energy in the deck was really, really dark. Because it carries the energy of the, um, the creator of the deck, of the publishers, all the people that handled it between now and when you get it into. And if you use a second-hand tarot deck, even more. Okay? So... My Tarot for Business online course starts on the 4th of July. I'm super, super excited to launch it. There's going to be six modules. 
Module one will be an introduction to the tarot. Module two will explore symbols and intentions. Module three will talk about the anatomy of a good reading. Module four, I'll talk to you about a technique called the portal, which is super, super um, powerful. Module five is about the art of asking questions. This is probably one of the most important of all the modules. The art of asking questions, whether it's to a psychic, whether it's to a tarot, or even to yourself, is critical in your success. And then the last one, module six, will be how to look after your deck. Okay? Now, who is this course for? I believe that this course is for mainstream entrepreneurs who are starting on their journey of intuition and who want to have a tool to help them access their intuition in a quick and efficient way. But I believe that this would also be very useful for spiritual entrepreneurs who are good with their intuition for their clients but who struggle to use it for themselves. It's always more difficult to use your intuition for yourself because you have all the baggage and the emotional um, uh, screens that stop you from seeing things for what they are. Okay, so the investment is £365 per, for six weeks. So if you break it down, that's the cost of a tube pass for a day. I will also say that to have one hour with me is usually £300 for one hour. You'll get me for six weeks six weeks for that um, for that price just a little bit above that price if you're interested and you sign up before the 26th of june so that's on sunday at 8 p.m you will get a bonus of a 15-minute session with me usually you can bring one question to it and they have been phenomenal if you check on my youtube channel um let me check what my youtube channel is actually So my channel is called The Intuitive Revolution with Ange. So it's quite simple. It's the same as my other social media. Um, oh, yes, it's because there are um, several recordings of 15-minute sessions, which I call my espresso sessions. So a couple of people have been kind enough to allow me to record the session so you can see how much can be done in 15 minutes, actually. It's much more than you think uh, that can be done. Um, so I will link, I will share a link in the description box for you to be able to find out more about the tarot course. But also, in the meantime, if you want to learn a little bit more about the tarot and all the things that I've shared today, if you want to have just that bit more of reassurance, head over to my free community where I have done six videos on tarot. So I've talked about why religions consider tarot to be evil. I've talked about the top three mistakes that people make when they use a tarot deck, et cetera, et cetera. So head over to my free group. I'd love to have you in there. And I will also share a link to the, to the sales page for my tarot for business course. Don't forget that there's a bonus that will lapse on, um, actually it's on Friday. I'm sorry, it's not on Sunday. It's Friday the 25th of, of June. That's when the bonus goes, oh, sorry, 24th of June. That's when the bonus goes. <laughs> Sorry for being as clear as um, muddy water about this. Right, that's it for today. I'll talk to you again next week. I wish you a wonderful week. And don't forget that every week 
I do a short Facebook Live in my group to sum up the um, topic of the week. And I also have a post where we can continue the discussion. And if you have any questions that has come up um, from listening to this episode, that's where you want to go. Okay? Bye for now. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Business Intuition Podcast. If you like this episode, make sure you subscribe, give us a rating, and if you haven't done it yet, write a review so that more listeners can enjoy this podcast. Don't forget to join my free group on Facebook, Business Intuition for Female Entrepreneurs. And go on to my website to download my free workbook on the four steps to trust your intuition in business. My website is theintuitionrevolution.co.uk.